0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. My name is Inez Bai, I am your host as well as a health and mindset coach. And today I'm going to be sharing my top six, I think, um, things that I have learned from living alone. So for those long-time listeners, thank you for hanging around. You will know that last year I actually lived by myself in a two-bedroom townhouse for a good couple of months and it was quite an interesting experience and... For me, I'm someone that really likes to put myself in a position for growth, which normally means I am uncomfortable, but it also means that I have lots of lived experiences and I thought, especially in a time where we're experiencing this wild pandemic, which I'm sure I do not need to remind you about, there have been so many changes and so many things that have come up, sorry, and we're faced with situations that we've probably never been faced with before. So I thought I would share with you if you're some, This um, podcast episode will be helpful for you if you're suddenly spending more time at home, which we all should be, or if you're spending more time alone than ever before and you're kind of adjusting to that new change. I've got lots of tips and tricks within this podcast episode to help you to adjust to change and really allow yourself the grace through any kind of transition phase. So let's get stuck in. I'm just going to jump in. I'll give a little bit of context. So last year I went for a beautiful six-week holiday to Europe. And whilst I was there, one of my old clients asked me, would I like to sublet her apartment for a couple of months? And oh my God, I was so indecisive about this because I was still in this... Well, I was overseas firstly. So I was kind of like, oh, well, I don't know if I'll have money enough when I get home. Like I kind of had this idea of like coming home, saving up money and then moving out. So I was like, oh, is it going to be rushing it going home? But... After much humming and hawing and back and forth, as is classic indecisive me, although I will say, especially over the past couple of months, I have become so much more decisive. And I'm going to do a whole episode on that as well, because I'm sure that a lot of you can resonate with feeling like it's hard to make a decision and always worrying if we're making the right decision, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I really went back and forth on this decision for a really long time. And it wasn't just about paying the rent. It was also the fact that I would be living on my own and that would be an experience. And I just decided to go for it. And I'm so glad that I decided to do that decision. And I think what made actually backtracking a bit the decision hard was the fact that I was in Europe at the time and I couldn't really like imagine what it would be like to be at home and to decide whether or not i wanted to stay at home with my parents or to move out into this new place like i had to make the decision whilst i was traveling and i was kind of like up in the air a bit more um but anyway i landed and i was so glad that i had a place to move to because you know when you come home from holidays and you've just been traveling and there's been so much variety and it's so exciting. And then you come home into your parents' house and you're like, mm, like this is not the life I'm made for. So it was really exciting to then be able to move out basically a few days later into this new um, townhouse that my um, old client was subletting me. She was doing like a six month trip around the world. And I was like, sure, honey, I'd be happy to look after your apartment. I was still paying her rent, so that was good. And one of the things that I think a lot of people get held back by a money mindset thing, I suppose, of this idea that if we pay rent, we're going to have less money. And something that I've worked really hard to change within my own mindset is believing that if I am held accountable by paying more money, it will also give me the accountability and the fire under my bum to be smarter with my money and to hustle more for money. And obviously, I'm in a very specific situation where I can make more money. You know, I'm always... um. Open to receiving new clients or receiving money from different sources all the time. So, obviously, my income is always changing. But if you're someone that is working in like a corporate position or you have a very specific pay that you get every single month, when you move out, like I said before, it holds you accountable in a way that living at home, it's really hard to replicate in the sense that you just become naturally so much smarter with your money. And I have to say, though, I have lived out of home for like five or six years. I only lived at home for like one year out of school. So, I did have a lot of experience and I've recorded podcast episodes in the past about my money story and the journey that I've been on in really getting more financially literate. Um, But what I do just want to add here quickly is that I think often we see an extra expense is like, oh, my God, how am I going to do it? But something like I said, I've been working really hard on working on creating that belief that the more like if I have an expense it can actually provide me accountability to be smarter with my money to be able to save even more and to have the capacity to earn even more as well and that is totally possible for anyone and it all starts within our mindset and this is something that I actually do teach and talk about with my clients a lot is money mindset because it is so similar to the mindset that we have around food and at the end of the day it all comes down to our beliefs and getting down to the root cause of what we think to be true and that can really Really, really change the actual amount of money that we're receiving and the way that we act around money, which is obviously going to change how much we have and how we, yeah, like our relationship with money can be more positive just by changing our mindset. So anyway, long story short, I moved into this new place and um I really struggled at first. I really struggled with sleeping because it was, like I said, the first time I'd ever lived at home alone. And as I've spoken about in previous episodes of as well, my ongoing battle with insomnia that I struggled with really badly for a couple of months. And it's never been as bad as that like peak of three months where I literally slept like three hours a night. But it means that now I'm quite like aware of my sleeping patterns and I Sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit stressed or I'm just feeling a bit um, unsettled, I won't be able to fall asleep as easily. And so that kind of brings me to my first point is that any time you experience a transition or a change, even if it feels really aligned or even if it feels really exciting or it's a change that you weren't expecting, any sort of change at all, you're always going to have you're always going to need time to like settle and integrate. Right. So integrating is basically just like allowing yourself to find your new balance, finding your new sense of self and really allowing yourself to like ground into the current situation. And that just simply takes time. And especially when it was a brand new situation like that, having gone from living with my parents, having my cat around all the time to now working and living at home all alone. I have always been a little bit scared of the dark and I've always been someone that like when I was younger, I used to like and I'm talking between the ages of like five to 10. Yes, it was a good couple of years. I was so scared of the dark that I would sneak into my sister's room at night. And my sister's two years younger than me. If you haven't listened to our sister podcast, definitely go check it out. It's a few episodes back and it'll give you a really juicy insight into our relationship. But I used to sneak into her room at nighttime and like sleep with her because I was too scared to sleep with her the dark. So obviously that was years ago, but that's kind of how I've always felt around <laughs> being alone. Um, I'm a very clingy kind of gal. Nah, I'm not clingy. I am independent during the day, but for some reason I'm just have this like fear of the dark. And so the first couple of weeks moving into this new place, it was quite rough because I was really hyper vigilant of like any noises. And I felt like I just was noticing everything is so much more than I normally would. And any kind of like movement of shadows would make my mind run like a million miles an hour. And I have to say, I think what I've really recently realized is I have a very, very active imagination, which is obviously amazing for problem solving with my clients and really helping me to get into understanding other people's issues and also for running my own business and creating content and creating podcast episodes. But it also means that it can be a little bit wild in the sense that I can literally get lost in my own thoughts so easily and it feels so vivid. And that obviously does not help when you're trying to fall asleep and you're scared of the dark and you've never lived at home. So basically what my piece of advice here is to try to not resist it and to try to not beat yourself up about taking time to integrate into any new change. So for you, if that means that you're now living at home and you're spending more time together, if you're struggling, it's okay. You know, I talk about this all the time, the idea that we need to really allow ourselves to feel whatever's feeling coming up for us and to not try to force ourselves to move through that emotion faster. Or if an emotion does come up, not beating ourselves up for being like, why am I not over this? There are no timelines. Everything that is happening for you is happening for you in the best time. And there is no specific way or time that you should be dealing with it. So really just allowing yourself to feel those feels. And then this kind of brings me to my second point of um, having someone that you can always call is really helpful. So for me, I made sure that my parents always had, I mean, they always have their phones on loud because I don't know, I feel like parents just like don't really understand how to turn phones onto silent. Um, So I just made sure that they always had their phones on so that if I needed to, I could call them at like 1 a.m. if I was scared or I was just feeling really stressed or overwhelmed because sometimes we just need one person to like ground ourselves or just to hear someone else's voice because at nighttime, we all know that feeling of tossing and turning and feeling like really alone and feeling like no one else on the planet even exists. So I kind of just asked, Ask them to have their phone on them or, or not on them, but to have their phone on loud so that if I needed to, I could call them. And actually, it was really comforting to just know that that was an option and I never actually used it. And within two to three weeks, I would say my sleeping started to get more normal and I began to really relax into the routine. And yeah, I was a little bit tired and overwhelmed the first couple of weeks. But again, like I said, it's just about being patient with yourself, being kind to yourself and not expecting yourself to just be totally fine with a new situation, a new environment from the get-go another kind of light-hearted suggestion if you're someone that is spending more time alone is to be listening to music and podcasts all the time that is a really nice way to feel like you've got some vibes and some ambiance in your pla- in your place or in your room i found for me i was listening to a lot of podcasts and i tend to listen to quite information educational based podcasts around mindset or relationships or psychology or business And I did find for me that I got a little bit information overload or my brain would feel really fuzzy and just overwhelmed. So it's also really important that you allow yourself to just listen to music because there is nothing more mood boosting than listening to a good song or finding a song that you can sing along. And this is the other amazing benefit of living at home is that you can dance and no one is watching you. You can sing and no one can hear you and just it feels really weird at first, but the more you just kind of allow yourself to do it again, letting go of the expectation of what you should look like or what you should sound like, or are you too loud or are you dancing weirdly? Just really allowing yourself to fully surrender to that and to let go and be in your body and be in the present moment. Wow. There is no better way to move through the energy than listening to a good song, singing out your heart's content and just allowing yourself to be in your body, like I said. And something that was really therapeutic for me as well was... Singing out loud, whether it be and this is also something that I find amazing to do in the car, like just singing out loud to your heart's content is a really beautiful way to let yourself feel safe to be heard, because for me. My tendency when I start to feel stressed or insecure is to be really quiet and to hide away. And that obviously dims my light and I'm not able to show up authentically. I I find it hard to act from a place of love if I'm kind of like hiding. So to have this like safe space where I was totally alone to practice being louder, to practice singing from my heart and just to be in my body and to get comfortable with what it felt like to be in my body was really therapeutic and really gave me a beautiful opportunity to experience like to see that it was safe basically and to know that it's okay for me to like sing and dance and move my body and that even though I felt kind of stupid it was also funny and it was also so freaking mood boosting and I think when we're around people all the time we really hold ourselves back from knowing all of the corners of our authenticity and so it's really nice to have that space by yourself to discover what you're like without anyone watching you and then that means you can show up to the world and be more authentic because you've already had that kind of like practice if that makes sense next is something that I actually recommend to my peaceful body girls which is my eight-week program to help you to find joy in your body freedom around food and in exercise is cooking naked and you get to just be naked more often and this was quite a revelation for me where one day I think I'd come home from a workout and I had a shower and I was I think I'd like left something in the oven and I ran downstairs with my towel on and I was kind of like I don't need my towel on. Like no one's going to be watching me here. I did make sure to pull down all the blinds so that I could just be in my own safe little cocoon. But wow, how liberating it was to cook naked, to walk around naked, to just be in my body. And the reason why I recommend this to my peaceful body girls and also my ongoing clients is that when we never spend time in our bodies naked, we forget what it looks like and we build up these expectations of what it should look like in our head. And then when we do see it, we get like shocked by what it is because we never look at it so it's a really good idea to practice just being in your body and having a really neutral approach to it. So not being in your body and being like, oh my God, I can't believe I look like this. And wow, my tummy's relaxed and it pokes out more than I expected. And I can't believe my thighs look like that. No, no, hon. You need to be in your body and just let go of any judgment and just allow yourself to notice what it feels like to be in your body. Or even better, just don't even notice and just hang out naked because it feels so nice to actually allow yourself that opportunity to be naked. Because also this is a really deep subconscious block a lot of us have is that if we're never naked and we're never kind of standing in our bodies and we're never allowing ourselves to just be in our natural form, why would we take care of ourselves? Like what is the point of eating in a way that reflects our goals if we're never naked, right? A lot of us think that, oh, I'll get to my goal first. I'll get to my dream body first. I'll get to my goal weight first and then I'll be naked more. But that's actually blocking us, right? In order to achieve your goals, you need to act as if they've already happened and that will help your actions reflect your goals. So start being naked more often. And this is kind of like how we manifest our goals, right? Acting as if. So my next point, I don't even know what number we're up to, is that you can literally watch the worst TV shows or the most random movies with no one judging you. And that feels really indulgent, like coming from someone whose dad is very like conservative, I guess. Like he never allowed us to watch Home and Away and we like had to go to bed at 8:30 every night and read. And he was like really into us, like reading as opposed to like, you know, screen time, which was amazing. And I'm so thankful for that habit now. But it also meant that I felt a little bit of shame for wanting to watch like reality TV or for watching movies that were really soppy or really chick flick. But wow, there is nothing more indulgent than watching a movie that you know isn't amazing, but just allowing yourself to watch it and just to get really into the cheese and be fully present with it because it really can provide such a beautiful escape for you, regardless of what's going on, whether it be during a crisis or whether it be during you've just had a really busy day. Sometimes all you need is some reality TV to just help you to get totally absorbed in it and something that isn't too like hectic or doesn't bring up too many emotions and just gives you like a reflection for where you're at in your life as well like I am all about watching tv that is just really relaxing and just like mind-numbing almost so living alone you can literally watch the shittiest of the shit and just enjoy it which is so therapeutic sometimes my favorite shows like reality tv shows to watch are Vanderpump Rules um I think watching like movies like PS I love you or to all the boys I've ever loved or Valentine's Day, like, you know, those kind of like movies that are just like really light and heartfelt and just like easy to watch and to just like sit there at nighttime, having freshly washed your hair, having moisturized your body, eating a delicious meal. Oh, heaven. And you just have no one else talking at you being like, why are you doing this? And why are you watching that? And can we watch something else? And I want to pick and it's my TV and blah, blah, blah. Living alone, like whilst obviously there were so many things that I needed to get adjusted to, especially coming from someone that um, works at home alone as well. Like I'm spending a lot of time on my own, but I was like, it was so liberating to just really give myself the permission to do what I truly wanted. And it also gave me the opportunity to become more decisive, right? If you are living on your own, you're suddenly making so many more decisions by yourself. And that really gives you the, um, experience and the chance to be like okay well I can make decisions and it's okay if I don't make the right decision and actually there is no right decision anyway and it really allows you a space to like make decisions purely just for you and for no one else and I think that is so freaking powerful especially because I know so many of you are people pleasers and are always trying to make decisions based off what you think others might make others feel better or what others might think of you and in reality what we know is that We can never really please everyone around ourselves. So to have a chance and the space to make decisions purely just for you and to be indulgent in that Um, In that way is a really great way to get to know yourself better and to also trust yourself and practice using your intuition as well, because intuition really is like a muscle. And the more that you use it, the stronger that it becomes. And I know so many of you always want to be more intuitive, whether it be around your food choices in your body or making other decisions or even for me, really simple things like deciding what I wanted to eat. And that kind of brings me to the next point, which is when you live at home alone, you can do the most random things ever like I could just do headstands in my living room without my dad getting annoyed at me or I could put um, random food combinations together like I might eat dumplings with vegan sausages and no one would be there to be like oh why are you eating that and I could decide when I wanted to do the dishes or when I wanted to do my washing and I could decide how I wanted to fold things and no one was asking me to do certain things at certain times so yeah it's really empowering to be able to do random things at, at random times and just to like have that experience of exploring what it's like to be you and to be independent. And I think so many people rob themselves of that experience because they are so scared to be alone or they feel like they always need to rely on someone else or they constantly need the permission to do the things that they want to do. So this Experience for me was really empowering because it helped me have so much time on my own to decide what is it that I actually want to do? What makes me feel good? How can I make myself happy? How can I feel really independent? Um, and, you know, there were definitely moments where I felt lonely or I may have felt sad, but experiencing loneliness, what I've really learned, especially like, you know, living at home alone, working at home alone as well. It's really an opportunity for me to reflect and be like, well, obviously it's a totally valid emotion and I'm not trying to dismiss it. And I felt it. So I really understand when you have that yearning just to be around people and it's more to be around people that like really get you and that you can just be yourself around. But on that same note, right, if I'm feeling lonely because I feel like I want someone around me just that I can hang out with, that I can laugh with, it's asking myself, how can I offer that to myself? Because you become so much more attractive, so much more like someone that people want to be around when you can really be on your own. And I think a lot of us are only lonely because we're comparing ourselves to situations that we see online or we feel like we're far behind and it's like, oh, well, why don't I have a partner yet? Or why don't I have this group of friends? Or why am I not doing this thing? And it really comes from that place of like comparison and feeling like we're falling behind. So something that I really learned, especially during you know living at home alone and then going through this breakup earlier on this year is. that spending time by yourself is never time wasted, never, ever, ever. And when you're feeling any sort of emotion, sometimes, not every time, you don't always have to be on this constant um, evaluation, reflection life, but sometimes you can ask yourself, well, what is it that I actually really need in the moment? And sometimes when you're feeling lonely, it, it is just because you need to get off social media for the afternoon or you need to have a bath and feel that sense of warmth or maybe you need to do some sort of other self-care act. And it's just really asking yourself, how can I take care of myself in this moment so that I can become the most self-sufficient and independent person that I am, which puts you in such a beautiful place to meet new friends or meet a lover or whatever it is that you're craving from that loneliness, as opposed to trying to find someone from a place of scarcity and thinking, oh, my God, I've got to meet this person instantly or what these people don't like me. Or why am I not invited to this? Right. It's just really finding the joy in being at home alone and giving yourself little rituals that make you excited about spending time with yourself. Like, what is it that you love to do? And if you can't think about it right now, that's totally fine, because often in the moment when we try to force ourselves to come up with things that we love to do or to be creative or to find solutions, when we force ourselves to do that, our mind goes instantly blank. But those solutions and that inspiration will hit you in a moment when you're just feeling really present, right? I talk about this a lot like even before when I was talking about just like dancing and singing, like probably in that moment, you'll be like, oh, I really wanted to do this course for ages or oh, I really wanted to listen to this podcast um, or whatever. And it will just come to you in that moment when you least expect it. And then you want to write it down and dedicate having like a night to yourself where you get to do that thing that you really wanted to do. Because the more that you fill up your cup, the less lonely that you're going to feel and the more whole you're going to feel. Not that you're ever, because you're never not whole, right? You're never broken. You're never empty. You just sometimes need to have, a point of reflection and emotions are there to tell us things not to determine our self-worth I think a lot of the time we feel embarrassed about feeling lonely because it's like oh well I must be missing out on something or I must not be good enough to be asked out you know to go somewhere but it doesn't mean that at all. It actually just means that you, it's a really juicy reflection point for you to be like, well, what do I need to uncover here? What what can I learn? Where am I saying yes to too many things when I really want to say no? And how can I reclaim my power? And the way that we can reclaim our power is by giving ourselves validation and constantly affirming to ourselves what we need to hear rather than waiting for someone else to say, yeah, that's good. Or yeah, you're cool. Or yeah, you're invited to the party. It's like inviting myself or even just deciding instead of being like, oh, I'm at home alone and it sucks and why is it like this being like I'm choosing to be at home alone and this is freaking boss ass bish time for me and I am the center of my universe and I get to have so much fun by myself and no time by myself is wasted either ever ever, ever, ever. Because if you think about it, this time is a time you've never, ever had before, whether you're actually living by yourself or you're just at home more, is a time that you have never, ever, ever had to yourself, right? And probably won't even have again. So it's asking yourself, how can I change my mindset so that I can see things better so that I can enjoy the experience more? And of course, I won't lie. I have times where I feel like, the days are really vast and the isolation is going on forever. And I'm thinking about oh my God, what am I, how am I gonna do this for the next couple of months? But like with anything, you really need to just take it day by day, hour by hour, and really just allow yourself to not plan anything for once and just actually take joy in that and think about what is it that I want to do in this next moment, and knowing that whatever you want to do in that next moment is totally valid and the best choice for you. And you don't have to always worry about the future consequences. And in fact, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in 2020 is just doing something because I want to do it and because it feels exciting is more than enough reason and you don't have to justify yourself. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed these lessons from my time of living alone. It taught me so much and it was definitely something that I recommend to everyone to do because now I just feel very independent and... One caveat with that as well is like this whole idea of independence, I think, has been kind of put up on a pedestal a little bit in the sense that like we feel like we can't have help or it's weak to ask for support. And it's totally not like the whole time I was living alone. I like I said, I asked my parents to make sure that I could call them. And that doesn't make me weak. That doesn't make me less independent. That just makes me feel more independent, makes me feel stronger within myself. And it gives me like the comfort that I needed. Right. It's still okay to find ways to be grounded. And it's also totally okay to just like surrender and open yourself up to help and support. And that does not take away from your ability to be independent. It doesn't mean that you're not capable at all. And in fact, those people that are open and curious and willing to receive are always going to be the people that end up learning more about themselves and actually progressing even further. All right. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. I always love hearing feedback from you. I would also love to hear if you have any suggestions for people that you would like me to interview or any other topics that you would like me to cover on the podcast i hope you have an amazing day whatever you're doing make sure that you get outside go for a walk honestly moving your body is one of the best things that you can do for both your physical and mental health and i'll talk to you all soon